Welcome to Raw and Radiant, the podcast that ignites your spirit and empowers your soul. Are you ready to embark on a transformative journey? Here we give other women permission to embrace their truth, to find the courage to choose themselves first, because guess what? You are not alone. Join us in this massive journey of empowerment and courage. Together we'll illuminate your inner spark, empowering you to embrace the radiant light within and show you how magical you are. It's time to unleash your potential and make a difference in this world. Are you ready to step into the raw and radiant version of you? Embark on a powerful and transformative eight-week journey with me in my signature course, Liberation, Rising from the Ashes. This deeply powerful healing space is for you if you are ready to break free from the chains of narcissistic emotional abuse. My soul's mission is rooted in compassion and empathy, and I understand the pain of narcissistic emotional abuse firsthand. Having walked this challenging path as a child of a narcissist, and past partners, I've dedicated the last four years to studying and recognizing the patterns of narcissists while simultaneously healing one later time within my own journey. This immersive experience is not just a healing space, it's a powerful gateway to reclaiming your life after the silent abuse. What awaits you in this transformative container? Clarity and freedom, rebuilding your self-esteem, connection and support with a loving community, receiving validation, mantras, and affirmations to recognize your inherent worthiness to live the life of your dreams. This eight-week journey includes live and recorded deeply supportive ceremonies with guided coaching sessions, breathwork journeys, reintegrations, questions and answers, private Facebook group, and rising from the ashes empowering mindset journaling prompts pre-recorded guided visual meditations to consume at your own pace is an added bonus. I've walked the path of narcissistic emotional abuse and emerged even stronger. Now my mission is to guide you through a journey of healing, rewriting your story, and rediscovering the strength within you. This sacred space is rooted in compassion and empathy where your journey is honored and your worthiness is unquestionable. Join Liberation Rising from the Ashes today. Claim your spot in this exclusive container and rediscover the strength within you. Full details are in the link below. Spots are limited for early bird pricing. We begin January 11th and this immersive eight-week journey like no other emerge stronger than ever. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Raw and Radiant. I am so, so happy you're here. Today's guest is a friend of mine that I have met exactly one year ago. We just figured that out at a van festival in Lake Havasu, Arizona. Last year at Chasm Fest, the universe guided us to park next to each other. And then she attended one of my breathwork classes there at Chasm Fest. And her name is Kylie Williams, and she lives in a beautiful van with her sweet pup, Charlie. And I am so thankful that you are here. Kylie, say hello and introduce yourself. (laughs) Well, thank you so, so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on. Yes, I have lived in my van, met you right at the start of my van life journey. I only moved into my van in that July and we met in like October. So then again, we ran into each other just like cosmically, divinely on the beach in La Ventana one day. 
in like February, was it, or something like that. So yeah, it's been awesome to just hang out with you through all parts of van life. I feel like we're different people every time we meet, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So the coincidence, the synchronicity, because there are no coincidences, I don't believe the synchronicity is that you bought your van July 2022. That's when I moved into the van. I bought it about a year before in 2021. Um, Took me about a year after purchasing it to get it all fixed up and ready to go on the road. Okay. Well, Um, I want to hear that story too. But I moved into my van July 1st, 2022. So another synchronicity that is like our souls are aligned somehow. So yeah, tell me the name. Do you have a name of your van? And give me a story. Did you build out your van? Let's let's tap into um, your van a little bit. I wish that I built out my van. I, I'm so jealous of all the people that can do it themselves. And at this point, honestly, I have fixed almost everything that's broken in my van. It, felt, it feels like I've almost built out my van. But no, I bought it from a dealership that was selling it. And they had like contracted with a third-party builder to build it out. And it's like super pretty, beautiful. And I fell in love with the outside without knowing what was on the inside. And, you know, that's just the mistake sometimes you make in life. <laughs> yeah, I have to say that I fell in love with the inside of your van, too. It's very bougie. It's very boho. And I love it so much. So does she have a name? He? Well, he kind of came named from the dealer sh- or from the builder. And so his name is Odin, the like god of war in the Marvel movies. So, yeah, he's he's like my protector, my gar- guardian. Oh, I love that. And as a solo female in a van traveling across the country, it's nice to have a protector. It's nice to have a safe space that you get to travel your home around in, right? Yes. And, and he's very, like, masculine on the outside and very girly on the inside, which is... <laughs> <laughs> I love that your van has the different feminine and and masculine energetics about it. That's super cool. Mine, she's just all girly. She's all feminine. <laughs> uh, so Odin and he, so you got in your van a little over a year ago and tell me, like, I know you had a little bit of, let's say, van life challenges when you first got Odin. Do you care to share any of that? Like, like van life, hashtag van life can be so beautiful, right? We can pick up the pictures on Instagram and see the YouTube stories of all the places that people go. But there's also like some challenges in a van. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No one really tells you the downsides. It's very romanticized online. And I did. I fell in love with it on YouTube and Instagram. And for me, I kind of fell into van life because I was kind of desperate to leave behind an old life that wasn't serving me anymore. And so it was van life or it was no life. And so I kind of through all my bet, all my chips, I went all in on this experiment basically to see if I could be happy in a van. And turns out there are more good sides than there are downsides to van life. So I do enjoy it. I am having fun, but boy, there have been some challenges in the last year, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So you said that you have fixed almost every part on your van. And I have done some work on my van, Alani, too. I did not build her out. There was a builder that built her, and she she came out of South Florida, and we had some challenges with the alternator and the spark plug melting, and that was kind of a scary moment, and it actually led me into 
like recognizing that within me, there is the ability to take care of myself because I have a very similar story. I left an abusive narcissistic relationship after living a, a year in Costa Rica with my ex-husband and I stepped away and I chose myself and I was romanticized into the van life. And I'm like, I want to do this because I need to learn how to trust myself and how to create the safety within myself. So like van life has given so many lessons and challenges and beauty and and frustration for me. And I'm sure it has for you. You want to you want to go into some of your your beautiful stories and your challenging stories. Yes. Yeah. You put it exactly right that this is a, the, the best lesson in self-trust ever. Like before I bought this van, I didn't even know if I could drive a van that big like, and park it and all the things. And here I am like reversing, backing it up, whipping it around town, driving it through drive throughs Like you just, you learn so much about you and your limits are, and you're like pushed up against the edge of your comfort zone almost all of the time. Like actually we can take a mice example. I had mice move into my van in August for the first time. And it was awful, super scary. I, I don't know why. We're always just told to be afraid of mice, right? So it was pretty nerve wracking to handle it. But then last night, actually, I had a mice that I think moved into, or I'm hearing some scramblings. And I'm just like, all right, I guess we got to get the mouse traps out. And this time that I'm setting the mouse traps is like a complete different story. I'm not really as scared. I'm not like so like, oh my gosh, she's going to jump out at me. Like, you you gain so much self-trust and you because you can handle yourself when you're as the last time I'd never dealt with a mouse before you know I was always like my ex's job to handle all that so very proud of myself that you have to really step up and take care of yourself whether it's like getting yourself stuck like I got myself really stuck one night as the sun was setting and I was alone that was really scary but then also tell us how tell us how you got yourself unstuck since you brought that up <laughs> Well, I'll be honest, I stayed stuck in the ditch for that night. <laughs> That's where I slept and was like, okay, the sun's going down. And also, even if I got myself out of the situation, I don't have anywhere to sleep for the night and the sun's going down. So I stayed there that night and I decided to get myself unstuck in the morning. Luckily, I since going to Baja, I had bought a whole bunch of traction stuff. And so I just got it all out, was able to get myself out of the ditch, but I was still like parked with my back, I'd have to reverse out of this long trailhead because you can't, I couldn't turn around in a circle, which is what I was trying to do when I got myself stuck. Uh. And luckily, just again, the universe really helps out when you need it. This girl appears out of nowhere and she's like just walking along doing this hike. And I was like, oh my gosh, can you help me back up like a mile out of this trail? And she said she would. And so truly the universe just sends good people when you need it. And it's what I believe. Uh. Uh. I mean, how frightening, but also like it peeled back another layer that you get to trust yourself. Like you can create that self-safety within yourself and like lean on your own ability. Because I know for me, I have some hard stops when it comes to where I'm going to stay at night. Maybe like for you, I use iOverlander and that takes us off grid, right? And some of my boundaries, and I would love to hear yours also are like, I'm going to park and I'm going to be in my spot at night before the sun goes down. And I'm going to make sure there's Wi-Fi. And having a dog that adds an extra element, too, because they need to go potty at night. So do you? what are your boundaries or what are your hard stops when it comes to van life like that, keeping yourself stay safe as a solo female? Yeah, that's a great question. 
I have a ton of safety mechanisms around my van, but truly I feel like there are like three layers to this where like, yes, I sleep with a bat under my head and I know where all of the knives are in my house and all the things, but that's like the last layer. Like I don't even want to get to that. And so the second layer would be like my preventative measures. Like I have a whole bunch of locks, extra locks on my van. Like they're called heel locks. They're really cool. So your slider and your door like this and it'll connect. And so you can't open, you couldn't physically open your back door or your slider. So Mm -hmm. that's like my first, very first layer of protection is my intuition. Like just don't put yourself in that situation. Like I know it's crazy, but this, there was this one time that I was driving through Idaho and I was at a gas station and it was kind of in like the middle of nowhere. And I was like put it in park to, was going to get out to go get gas. And then there was this other car truck that pulled up behind me and there were two men in the truck and they both got out to get gas. And I was like, that's a little suspicious. I don't think two men, and this is a one person job. So I don't know what they were doing. They could have been totally innocent, but I was just like, I don't need the situation. There's a gas station a mile away. I'll just go to the other gas station. And so, you know, my intuition just prompted me to just move along. No, no reason. And, you know, it might sound crazy, but better safe than sorry. For sure. And that's crazy that you bring that up, too, because there's another synchronicity that came up. So I was my first adventure. I went from South Florida. I bought the van in South Florida. And then I drove to McCall, Idaho for my very first van meetup, which was open roads and July. And I was in Idaho and I was off on one of the BLM land roads. And it was the afternoon and Olivia, my chocolate lab, was sitting on the front seat and I was in the back. The van doors, I had just closed them because I was just like, all right, you know, it's time to just make sure I'm safe and the sun's getting ready to go down. And there was a truck that went by and maybe about 20 minutes later, he came back by and he stopped at the van and I'm in the back and Olivia start. Olivia never barks. Olivia never growls. She's the sweetest thing. But for some reason, her intuition kicked in. She started barking and started growling because he got out of his van, came up to the door. And it was immediately at that time that I'm like, I need to pay attention to my intuition. So thank you so much for bringing that up. Because as women, I think we we sometimes negate that. We we like talk ourselves out of it. And our mind tells us stories. Oh, like you're you're playing a game or whatever. Your mind gets in the way. But thankfully, at that time, you know, she started barking enough that he left and I just started the van and I left. I'm like, I don't care if I have to stay in a Walmart parking lot. That was not safe for me. And so again, thank you for bringing in that aspect, Kylie, of we get to lean into our intuition. Our intuition tells us things. We just have to shut off the noise from our brain. Yeah. So that that's a beautiful, beautiful opportunity for women to recognize that, yeah, we are more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. Yeah. And even when it comes down to like not just safety, trusting your intuition, like I'll get a hit while I'm driving like, oh, I should probably stop for gas soon. And if I don't listen to that, then I ended up in places where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm like almost out of gas. Why didn't I listen to myself? Like it's a total lesson in trusting yourself, not like with safety, too. Yeah, so true. And and being quiet in the van gives us that opportunity to listen more to our intuition to witness when the mind becomes that monkey mind and go and and I think it's the solitude is what I'm trying to pull here is being 
by ourselves wherever we are, whether it's a Walmart parking lot, whether it's out in the middle of the woods, whether it's on a beach. Like it gives us that solitude to be able to listen to ourselves and feel into the emotions and the feelings that that arise as this, because as a society, we spend so much time shutting all that out. So that's one of the benefits and challenges of of van life, right? Yeah, it's been a true lesson in just connecting back with myself, what my needs are and how like I can meet my own needs, like actual physical needs of like hunger, shelter, water, food, you know having to manage all of your resources power and so like I guess it's really reflective of my journey because like back before a while ago I wasn't really aware of what my needs were and I was also outsourcing them to everyone else to try to meet them for me Mm -hmm. and then I really did some inner work and I've been like meeting my own needs internally but now even on the outside it's it's reflected externally where like I literally am in charge of getting my own water and if I don't have water I don't get to drink water you don't just go to your fridge you know what I mean so it's yeah journey now that I've like taken back sovereignty over my own self that's so powerful do you care to share some of what your pre-van life story was so that the listeners so that my community can see like I say how you choose you how you chose yourself how you chose to step into your sovereignty how you chose to let go of the past that wasn't serving you yeah yeah the Kylie before it was like three years ago 2020 I feel like did a number on everybody <laughs> it really made me over too before I was in this relationship where you know, again, I was just outsourcing my needs. I expected him to make me happy and then was upset when he couldn't do that. And then I was doing the same with my job. I was a transaction coordinator for like 80 real estate agents and I was like giving to them to make them happy, waiting for them to give to me to make me happy. And like the scales were so unbalanced. I was just over giving. And at the end of the day, I was still pretty sad. And it got so such to a point where like I didn't even want to exist anymore like I could there was nothing more for me to give and I didn't know where else to go and so I kind of had to shut off all the spigots all of the spouts that I ways I was giving and so I broke up with my boyfriend and I quit that job and I you know had all of these people in my life that I had to turn off the spouts and so my energy was just for me and so when I turned it back into myself and I figured out how to make myself happy. I found a life that I actually wanted to live. And so started life on the road. I'm so celebrating you. Thank you for still being on this earth, this earthly plane. I am so grateful that you chose you. And I'm so grateful that that you recognize that you are enough to be here and chose to live for a future you that the world gets to see and the world gets to see your light shine. So I'm sorry you had to go through that. Our like we started before this before I hit record, like our journeys are very similar unbeknownst to what we had shared in person in real life a year ago and then also in February in Baja like leaving a narcissistic abusive relationship and you had shared that you did also that it's really freaking hard to do that because you lose so much of yourself when you're in that emotional abuse that you lose that sense of self-safety. You lose that sense of self-worth. And it's hard to trust yourself. You don't know how to anymore because you have been shut down so much and you have been so manipulated. So like choosing you and 
recognizing that you had so much to live for. I am so celebrating you big. And I mean, even within our short conversations that we had at Chasm Fest at Lake Havasu last year, just witnessing how much you've grown within the year is just amazing to me. And I love witnessing you on your journey. So thank you for sharing that. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I know that as with me and my journey, Charlie, your pup plays a huge part because I know when I get down and when I get to the emotions that I get to move through, because I don't want to let anybody know that within this life, should we ever be sweeping them under the rug or should we ever be avoiding them? This journey of evolvement, this journey of growth is constantly moving through the emotion. And without my fur baby, it would be much more difficult. But let's bring Charlie into the picture because I know he's a huge part of your life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I traded my ex for a dog and it was the best move I've ever made. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, no, we can't get a dog. And I was like, I'm... I, yeah, I am. So I guess you can, you can, goodbye. So, and you're Charlie, and he is like my pride and joy, my fur baby child. I feel like getting into a little spiritual ish, a little now, but like I feel like his soul was destined to mine, but like I wasn't ready for a human child. So he came in just as my dog child. And and the best pairing ever. Yeah, I get to pour so much love into him. And I actually understood what love is from him. And like, if I went back and told Kylie like eight, actually 10 years ago now, when she first met my previous ex, like, you don't love him and you're not going to love him. She, you, she would say that you are crazy because she was like head over heels madly in love. You know, all of the love that she thought that she knew was going to this person but that actually wasn't really love because I wanted like to change him or I hoped for his potential or like what things could be or how our story was going to play out you know and so it wasn't fair of him or wasn't fair to him of me to not love the person as he is and then enter Charlie and I just love Charlie for existing he doesn't have to do anything to get my love like that's what actual unconditional love is and so I, I feel sad that that was never shared in my previous relationship, but also excited that now that I know what that is, I get to experience that in my future relationships. So I am so thankful to Charlie for teaching me what unconditional love is. Oh, what a gift. I love witnessing the sparkle in your eye right now. Like if you if you guys listening, if you could see the sparkle in Kylie's eye and the smile on her face, it is so beautiful to witness. And I completely feel the same way with Olivia, like. She, I left Costa Rica with a suitcase in my hand and her in the other hand and chose myself and without her, like she has given me that unconditional love and like the support when I need it. Like I just simply get to reach over and touch her and it's like, it's like your transition back into like your, into yourself, into your soul, into yourself with that simple touch of their fur and what a beautiful witness to see that Charlie's love showed you how to love and showed you what unconditional love is and also gifted you the opportunity to lift the veil on what you thought love was or what you thought love should be 
Yeah. Yeah. Because I would hate to repeat that pattern again. You know, like I, I am not going into that pattern again. I feel like I've, I'm breaking up with the narcissistic pattern. And so having Charlie teach me that lesson makes me get to take it moving forward. Mm, I love, I love him for you so much. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about, we met a year ago and, and, chasm fest and then fast forward to february in la ventana and baja mexico like being a solo female going into mexico a lot of people are really scared for us right and so take us through what your journey was into because i know you stayed there a lot longer than i did um but take us into like when you decided to make the choice to spend your winter months in baja and how you evolved through that because as we shared just before we hit record, is that it's important for, I feel, it's important for a female to find a tribe to cross the border with. So take us into that story. Yes, actually, it's a hilarious story. I'm glad you asked. So I always wanted to go to Baja. Like, when I found the van, it was because I'm from Salt Lake City, born and raised, and, like, my seasonal depression is really strong. And so I'm like, I just simply cannot live through these winters anymore. But I'm not ready to like decide exactly where I want to live. Like I wasn't wanting to just pick up and move somewhere. So enter van life. And I found Eamon and Beck's videos of them living down in Mexico in Baja in winter. And so I was like, okay, I'm buying the van to do this. Like that was all intention. However, I had some van issues getting on the road. And so right before I had found a group of friends through like moon landing and chasm, some van life events that we decided, okay, we're going to go down starting January. I can't remember the date, but we're going to go down. But my van was having transmission issues for like six weeks leading up to this. And so I still, I didn't know if I could go down really truly like until four days before when I got an okay from two different dealerships to go down but truly my van was it was pretty iffy but luckily I had found some really awesome group of friends and we decided to all go down with us and the group of friends started with about five solo female girls that all met around Thanksgiving time and we're like okay let's go down in January but from there our our friend group grew because one girl got a boyfriend one other girl had another solo friend and so she's like can she come and she can she come and and we're like yeah the more the merrier right so it became a group of 12 vans caravanning down so i left i went down to mexico with 12 vans my plans down there changed a little bit i had initially agreed to go for like six weeks i had to be back in salt lake for my brother's wedding in march and so i was like okay i'm gonna drive back up for that However, I like absolutely just freaking fell in love with Baja and all things Baja. And so I was like, I never want to leave this place, but how do I go to my brother's wedding? So I decided to keep my van down in Cabo and fly to Salt Lake City for my brother's wedding and fly back. And during that time, some strangers watched my dog for me on the beach. I mean, they're friends now, but practically strangers. That's how quickly van life acquaints you. But uh, during all of that, my original group of 12 people that I caravaned down with all left. And so I was down in Baja basically by myself. I mean, I had gathered some friends that you meet through your travels 
And so I knew a couple, a handful of, of folks. So I felt like comfortable, safe down there. And honestly, Baja is pretty safe. Like, obviously, I would never cross the border by myself. I wanted a group to travel down up, like down with and back up with. And so right before I was getting ready to finally leave, I don't know what the universe, I had to leave finally. And um, I just found two solo female travelers that we met 48 hours before and we were all just like, okay, yeah, this weekend you want to hit the road to go back across the States. And so we just caravaned for like three days together, practically strangers. That's amazing. Friends. And yeah, I live to tell the tale. Here I am back in the States. Nothing bad. Too bad. So how long did you stay down in Baja then? I left the middle of January and came back the middle of May. Oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. And and like you said, like this story of meeting people on the road, like, and that becomes your family. And I remember now when I was at in La Paz, I'm like, Kylie, are you coming down? Are you coming to Tecalote for the Man Festival? Where are you? How come you're not here? Like I'm messaging you on Instagram. Like, I really want to see you. I want to see your face and I want you to come to breathwork and all the things. And you're like, I'm waiting on these people. I totally remembered that now that you brought that up. But yeah, my dad was shot for a transmission issue and it has never actually been fixed still to this day. But yeah, it's just luckily. And actually, I did break down when I was in Baja. I had to take my van to the La Paz Ram dealership and get it diagnosed and looked at. And luckily, again, nothing too bad happened while I was down there and I was able to come back up home. But yeah, kind of scary. That just shows your fortitude and your determination and your trust in universe, God, spirit, divine, whomever you believe in. Like that just shows that you can lean into your intuition. You can lean into your community and travel down and cross the border with 12 other vans and know that you're going to be safe and that you're going to be supported. And and then also like leaning into the trust within yourself, like I'm going to stay down here. It doesn't feel right to come back to the States and it feels really good to be here. And leaving Charlie, leaving your baby with people that were strangers prior to, <laughs> I remember those stories that you were dropping on Instagram. I'm like, holy hell, like, I don't know that I could do that with Olivia, but like, look at the universe guided you to meet these people. The universe put these people in your in, in place for you to continue to peel back that awareness that you can trust yourself, that you can create your own safety, that you can find your own water and your own food and your own shelter. Wow. Yeah. And, it, and, and it's not just trust in myself, too. It's also trust in others. Something that I have done my whole life is I... I can pretty much trust myself. I handle everything, right? Like I don't ask for help because I probably won't trust you to do it. I need mm-hmm. to do it. So it's that trust in other people, like letting my dog live with them for, it was like 19 days or something like that on the beach was the biggest lesson in like, okay, I'm trusting you with my pride and joy, heart and soul, everything that I love. <laughs> and yeah, I truly had met them about two weeks before, so that's crazy. Yeah. What a great story. And so you were there until May and then you met some other solo female ladies that you crossed the border back with. Now, of course, I'm going to ask you, like, of all these people that you cross with, these other solo female, Anne came back with, like, how many of them are still in your life now? Most of them. Definitely most of them. 
So I came down with a group of 12. This was like like a family trip. Like this is like the community, pretty close circle of friends. We call us the Baja besties. And then the group of three, like there was two others and myself. We we drove back, but we were together or aligned together basically for a reason. You know what I mean? Like we needed to get back for three days. And so we're still like friends on Instagram and stuff, but we came together really more for like an intention and once that intention was over it's not like we're not friends but you know that you're not still traveling together is what you're saying that's what I'm trying to say yeah you kind of meet people for a reason a season or a lifetime and so those were like the reason whereas some other of these people really truly I've met one of my best friends we met at moon landing last year and we just celebrated our adventureversary and we went like two countries six states three national parks, four van festivals, and like celebrated like eight holidays along the way, just randomly. Like we're just like, hey, are you in this place? I'm in this place. And so we'll, we'll try to meet up when whenever we're within like four hours of each other. That's so great. I don't think I realized that you were at moon landing also last year because I was there too. Oh, yeah. Well, mostly. I, I stayed a lot in my van because it was my first like van event. So I was a little you know, awkward, antisocial, and it was raining a lot. And it was really cold and it was raining. And I have to say, I was in my van too, and my breathwork workshops got canceled twice. So that's, that was one of the things too. But anywho, so you've, you've experienced van life as far as getting the mouse out of your house and maybe potentially another one. That's always an experience. Mine was the little mouse. I literally shined the flashlight on the little thing eating my backpack. I'm like, dude, come on. Yeah, and it's really hard to to I want to get a mouse trap that like does that, you know, snaps them in half and I'm like, "Okay, I can't do that because I don't think I would have enough strength to like take it out of there." So so I went a different route, totally different route, and you got your van stuck. I got my van stuck in Baja three times, but my very first stuck was at Moon Landing and that massive mud and that's when we get to lean on other people to help us and the van life community is so amazing when it comes to the support and like hey i'm stuck can you help me and like they're there immediately right oh yeah it's a great way to meet someone if you're single i'm like you just get your van stuck and be like hey is anyone away? <laughs> as she's flipping her hair over her shoulders seductively <laughs> i know does anyone have one Okay, so that's a really, really good segue, Kylie. Tell me about relationships on the road. Oh, boy. And she's blushing. They're they're difficult. They're challenging. It's super hard. But honestly, so is relationships in house life, too. Like, I think I probably prefer relationships on the road because they're, it feels like they're sped up a little bit. You get to really see exactly who someone is. You can't run from your flaws, really. The first time you look in someone's van, you get to know a lot about them. Like, (laughs) what kind of items they have, how cleanly they are, their hygiene. Like, you meet meet someone when you see the inside of their van. And typically when you're, like, parked next to each other, it's for days on end or, like, at least a long period of time. You're not going to dinner for two hours and then they drop you off at home and then you text for, like, a week, you know? So... Relationships are really in this pressure cooker in van life. And so, you know, sometimes they expire after like four days or 10 days or instead of going on for a year or three years or eight years. But like, wouldn't you rather find that out sooner than later? So, 
yeah, they're like quick and intense and then they're over. And that's family relationships. <laughs> yes. The the duality that you just said or the sync the the visual that you, the pressure cooker, that is perfect, perfect visualization of relationships on the road. It's the pressure cooker because it's fast, it's intense. And yep, either you're here or you're not. And and I mean, it does speed things up. And you're young and you still have so much ahead of you and so many beautiful people that are going to come in your path. So let's move forward. I know you want to go back to Baja this year. What what are your are you going to stay down there even longer? What are you, you know, where, where are you going? So this year, I feel like I actually get to prepare for Baja because I had like six minutes with last year. And so I was like, what do I even have? Amazon order cart, two days, yes, rush. And then this year, I feel like way more, I get to think, be intentional about it. So I bought like a paddleboard and, you know, I feel like Baja 2.0 is going to be a lot better. I wish I could stay down there longer which is why I want to get down there like as soon as I can in January. But I, I might have to come back for stagecoach because that lineup looks pretty dang irresistible. And if not, if I don't come back, which is that's like at the end of April, if I don't come back then, I don't know if I'll ever come back. <laughs> where is your favorite place in Baja? La Ventana. Definitely. La Ventana. I think that's where I saw you hanging out the most. Yeah. Why do you love La Ventana? All the wetsuits. <laughs> all the rubber all the people walking around in wetsuits no i'm just kidding i love that it's like a one one road town like it's simple it's so simple enough for me but it still has a lot to offer it has yoga every day it's and then the wind turns on and the kite surfers go out and you just get the rubber out. comes out you mean <laughs> your kite <laughs> sit on the roof of your van and watch the kite surfers and then go in and work and then eat dinner on the beach and it's just amazing it's so awesome yeah, yeah. And last year was pretty cold. I'm hoping that this this winter it's going to be a little bit warmer. You just need a silk bag. Those things are amazing. All right, y'all. We're going to we're going to this sheep brought it up. So, I see Kylie in Baja. We're in Tecolote on the beach. She's walking towards me. And please describe the bag that you were wearing. <laughs> it's basically a giant marshmallow spacesuit. It is a head-to-toe sleeping bag with arms and legs. <laughs> it was the funniest thing seeing Charlie like running towards me on the beach and then I'm like is that Kylie? What is she wearing? And granted yeah like walking like the marshmallow stay puff stay puff marshmallow but it was cooler there so also she had a bathing suit on underneath it so she was regulated really well. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm dying to know, and I don't know this. What do you do for work on the road? Great question. That's a great question. Well, when I first intended to go on the road, I had this big girl job at a real estate company. And well, actually, let's reverse a little bit before that. So back in 2020, when I decided to like blow up my life, I had started a company in real estate. I was a real estate transaction coordinator which if you don't know what that is, it's basically how doctors have nurses and attorneys have paralegals to do like their paperwork and admin stuff. Real estate agents have what are called transaction coordinators to do all the, the paperwork, earnest money, schedule your inspections. So that's what I was doing nine to five, Monday through Friday for a whole bunch of agents. And it was really draining me. And so I sold that company and was like headhunted by 
another real estate company in Utah, and I started working for them. They let me work from home until my home had wheels on it. (laughs) So we dissolved that partnership. And it took me a while to kind of decide what I wanted to do. Um, My ego took kind of a, a bit of a hit, I'll be honest with that. And so I've kind of been a little bit on sabbatical for the last year. I've been working part-time at my company that I sold, doing some consulting work, and I actually am getting ready to launch my very own podcast and coaching business. So that's so great. Okay. So what's the name of your podcast? It's called the And Live Podcast. I killed myself and lived to tell the tale. It's the story of how I ended one life and started a new one. That's going to be so powerful. Like just the title itself is so powerful. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. It, came, the, it came to me a, a while ago. I've had this idea for a minute because a lot of people have seen my transformation and kind of asked like what's going on and all this stuff. And I haven't really had the courage to do it and launch it until this past summer. I kind of I had a friend pretty close to me pass away from suicide. And so it just feels like this is the time I, I need to release it. That kind of feels powerful and important and bigger than me, bigger than my fear. And so I ought to get it out there. Oh, well, I am sorry for your loss and also recognizing you and seeing the hardship and the challenge and turning it into something that can be bigger than you for a purpose for other people to observe. Like, yeah, you can grow from the hardships. Yeah. 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 I want to teach people that they, if they follow their joy, they can find a life that they enjoy living. And so you'll be doing coaching virtually, I'm going to guess, and she'll be in Baja. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But unless you want to come do a session on the beach, I'll, that's where I'll be. So yeah. Well, one-on-one and maybe group, things like that. I love that. So I'll be meeting you in Baja and La Ventana this winter. So yeah, you can do breath work and I can do coaching with you. Love it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So is there anything that you would like to, that you feel called on your heart right now to drop a challenge, a pro, a con about van life or anything on your heart that's resonating? I would say if you're, if anyone's being pulled to do it and they aren't sure if they can try and do it because you will definitely surprise yourself with all, with what you can do. And even if it turns out that you hate it, at least, you know, right. Isn't it better to know? I tried it and I hated it versus you're sitting there on the couch just dreaming about it. That was yeah. that at least. I love that. Thank you for that. Because I always say that for my life, my second half of my life is to live my life with zero fucking regrets. So that's basically what you just said. All right. So I told you that I would bring in a question at the very end that may surprise you and maybe just tap into your heart and your soul a little bit. If you could go back to a younger self, at what age and why, what would you tell yourself? So, Kylie, how old are you? I just celebrated my 29th birthday. Happy birthday. All right. So where would you go? How old is she? And what would you tell her? I don't know. It's not coming to me an exact year, but I'm like graduated from high school in my college age before I started my business. And I think I would tell her that like, It'll be hard, but it'll be worth it because I feel like a lot of my life has been like, what's the point? What's the point? What's the point? Like that's been the reoccurring thought in my brain. And 
once you're on the other side and like I've got to see all this magic and beauty that life can bring, it, oh, it's worth it. Oh, oh, it's a lot of work. Oh, the universe serves you this big giant plate to eat and it's and it's a lot, but it's so delicious when you're done. Mm, I love that. Oh, I see her. Yeah, I'm celebrating her. Thank you so much for being on this episode of Raw and Radiant. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy that our souls got to connect in Lake Havasu last year and then and moon landing just energetically, even though we didn't. It was a big open field, just so you know. Like there were lots of people spread out everywhere. And I'm so happy to have run into you in La Ventana. And I know I will see you in Baja again this winter coming up. And yeah, if anybody has any questions about van life, please reach out to Kylie or myself. And thank you so much. If this episode resonates with you, if you know somebody that wants to dive deeper into van life, yeah, reach out and we would love to support you. Share this episode, rate and review, and I will see you on the next journey. Thank you. Raw and Radiant is edited and produced by Media Unscripted, your one-stop shop for all things podcast production, management, and growth. You can find out more about them at MediaUnscripted.com, especially for those of you looking to start, launch, or grow your own show. Thank you, beautiful soul, for joining me and having the courage to live raw and radiant. If this podcast has moved you and lit a spark within you, or if you know someone who could benefit from its transformative power, I encourage you to share it with them. You can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Your questions and ideas fuel this show's heartbeat. I want to hear what resonates with you, what topics you crave, and what burning questions you desire to have answered. Together, we create a safe space where women's stories empower and inspire us, reminding us that we're never alone in this journey. Giving back is effortless and immensely impactful. Please leave Raw and Radiant a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Your words have the power to ignite change and empower others to embrace their Raw and Radiance. Thank you for being an integral part of this transformative community. Your support means the world to me.